0: What is your favorite shape? Oh, a circle, triangle, (laughs) (laughs) rhombus, all
1: of them. All of them. (laughs) Welcome to Astronaut to Zookeeper podcast. I am the art teacher formerly known as Miss Willis and I'm on a mission to catch up with former students to see what career paths they've taken and what advice they'd give their 14 year old self, all with the aim to open up the imagination for young people when it comes to life after school. Um, And I'm here with the very lovely Gillian Ruth Hibbs, (laughs) middle named you. Thank you, I feel
0: (laughs) official, very official.
1: Welcome, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thanks for having me. Now you are your official, I guess, job title. What we're going to talk to you about, but yeah. we might talk a bit more about other things that you do. Is a children's book author and illustrator. Correct. 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 That sounds very cool. So, do we put that under the C of the A to Zs, or Ooh, is it
0: under the question. A? Like, what do
1: you want to be under? Um, I think I for I'll be Yeah, maybe I for illustrator. Before we start talking yeah. about what life as an illustrator and an author um i have been asking people what they wanted to be when they were five like can you remember yes like what what it
0: was that you wanted to do well
1: funnily enough we actually had
0: a school assembly when i was
1: in year two
0: although that's slightly later but anyway around then i was a young kid um, I mean, obviously, everyone <laughs> at some point... My birthday is at the end of the year, is what I mean. Uh, but we had had in August? Yeah, I'm right at the end of August. Um, so we had to choose what we wanted to be, and we had to come dressed up as that as well. And I, because of my huge knowledge of the subject, wanted to be a jockey. Which is funny, because I think oh. I'd been on a horse maybe once.
1: As a teenager, did you... Presumably, Jockey had gone out the window. Yeah, it had. Moved to London. I mean, to be fair, I was in Birmingham before, so it wasn't a particularly horsey area either. So would so did you have When you were a teenager Did you have an idea Of what you wanted to be After school Or what you wanted to do mm, No
0: Not really actually And like It made deciding Courses really hard So like mm. GCSEs and A-levels I knew I wanted to do Something creative Because I liked Those subjects the best But the way I worked it out Really was like Process of elimination Like I don't want to do that I don't want to do that Yeah And what I really wanted to do For GCSE Was like Art, music and drama And my mm-hmm. dad was like Uh 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 Which now I'm like why because what makes them not legit anyway okay. uh, he was like if you're gonna you can do two of them and then you have to do like a language or a humanity or something so okay. i did german which was not a bad idea ended up doing okay. level
1: um ah. yeah are you fluent in german No, <laughs> <laughs> not that i know anyway you can say anything i mean exactly. that was correct i said that no was <laughs> yeah no i got that it warms my heart to know that as your former art teacher that you you've taken the art and you are now a children's book illustrator and author I love it um but if you had to describe what that actually means so being an author and an illustrator for children's books to an alien life form how how would you describe what it is you actually do well that's a good question
0: um I would say. an illustrator, author is basically you create stories and pictures, <laughs> so words and pictures yeah. that are um, for
1: kids. <laughs>
0: this doesn't go well.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. like books, and it comes books. out in the physical thing of a book.
0: Yeah. Although, like, yeah, that's that's what I would say a children's illustrator and author does. However, you could also be doing things that aren't necessarily for like a. Ho- you don't necessarily have to be just doing a whole book. You could be doing a, mm. an article that is for kids as well. That okay or like a cover or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool.
1: And and did you decide that you wanted specifically to uh, have your audience as children at a certain time, or were you just sort of like ah, oh, kind of like illustrating? I I like Mm. the idea of writing books for children
0: or well I so I did a degree in illustration which is a thing yes very specific Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and during that uh, we got to experiment with lots of different things and I think during that time I found maybe a visual style so a way that I liked creating work in a particular looking way um that was more suitable for kids okay but saying that I don't I don't work entirely for kids so i also do various other projects um so i just finished some wedding invitations Mm -hmm. um yeah varied so lots of projects but i'd say that um mainly i've kind of the way that i use color which is quite bright and the way that i draw people and um things uh
1: the target audience that suits probably best is young people (laughs) What is a common misconception about your job? So you're at a dinner party, of mm. course, and you're telling people what you do. Um, what do people think you do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the funny thing is, people think that I actually physically make the books.
1: Really? As in, like, like bind them. the paper,
0: bind them together. And, which would mean that I'd have to, like, produce a lot of physical yeah. books. Um, so that is not the case. Um, and actually, I don't really do anything to do with the making of the books, Um People can self-publish, and if they are doing that, then they could be more of a part of creating the physical books Mm -hmm. by like ordering them online or something. However, I've been working with publishers who are the big bodies of people who choose who they want to make books, sometimes come up with ideas for books, and then work out how to create them and then market them. So for me, I'm just making the pictures and writing the words and then mm-hmm. editing them, editing it, etc., etc., et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. It's yeah. a very long process. It does not take a short amount of time at all. <laughs> um, and then all of the actual physical side, marketing side, I do a little bit of marketing, but they do better okay. stuff. Sending it out to bookshops, all of that kind of thing is done by the publishers. <laughs>
1: yeah because my next question was going to be what what is it that happens in between you getting an idea in your head mm. for a book and perhaps you can talk about one of your books mm-hmm. in the answer um to it eventually then becoming on a sh- on the shelves in waterstones or something like what's yeah what's the middle bit um so
0: it starts so say if it's in my head with errol's garden which is not the one i'm working on currently but the one that came out a couple of years ago or last yeah two years ago um so I had an idea when I was on a bus and I looked out the window and on the windowsill of this, like, it was like a flat above a shop in Croydon, North Croydon, um, there was a little plastic cup with like a green shoot coming out of it and okay. I was like, who lives there and do they want a garden? And I was like, oh, people live in flats and sometimes they might want gardens. So Errol, the character, was created from that. He's a little boy who wants to have a garden. Anyway, that's just kind of so the idea came from, was sourced there. From that point, I actually don't always do it in the same way, but I did some like sketches of what he might look like, some ideas for some pages, but very, very roughly, mm-hmm. kind of a general storyboard, which is where you basically do like tiny little pictures um, in like the shape of pages so it looks so you can see what it might look like format wise. Um, and at the, alongside that I did like a summary of what the story would be so not necessarily the words that might be used although if I had a phrase in my head that I thought this would be nice mm-hmm. like for reading it out loud then I could put that in there too and then at that point I pitched it to a publisher now what that means is I sent them through a collection of these images I sent them through the story um that i would written so far and then they got back to me and were interested Um, we had some back and forth on how it might work uh, in terms of like whether (laughs) it's difficult because this was like a story about a roof garden so they were like we need to be very careful that we make it actually realistic like the plants that you have okay. are too heavy blah, blah, blah. Right. this is like very okay. specific wow <laughs> but this was like surprisingly before the contract was signed i think but anyway eventually i signed a contract because children's books are never unrealistic <laughs> I, well these people like they know <laughs> what they're doing yeah they're mm-hmm. like very into consistency so actually all the plants in the book are plants that you could grow on a roof
1: and i could name them all which is kind of cool cuz if a child if was a child reading would, yeah. this and they could say oh mum, can we get this yeah you? okay I like that. i mean
0: they're not actually named in the book but if someone asked them <laughs> like what is this then i could say it's this type of plant don't ask me now because i can't remember <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah then after that you do more of a storyboard so like more clearly work out so it's a 32 page picture book so okay. you do 32 little boxes spreads um, of like a double page and then you draw what that might look like you keep doing that until you work out like how it should look then You do roughs which are, like bigger versions of those where the pictures is like slightly more detailed mm-hmm. um you think about again keeping on thinking about layout where the text is going to go um and then when you've got them to the point where the publishers are like yes go ahead with it that's when you do the painting so it takes a very long time and actually the right. pictures at the end of it are probably one of the quickest things compared to everything else right. now with my publishers they're like super good because they are really pro diversity and inclusion so mm. um actually with the book that i'm working on at the moment not only have i got a disability advisor i've also got an lgbtq plus two advisors oh, right. for that okay. so that, that um that everything is like presented in a way that is accessible for children who are experiencing these different things. Yeah, which is cool. That not okay. every publisher is as specific as that. Yeah,
1: but no, that's good. Yeah. And yeah. then
0: they print the book and then I launch the book and then people sell it and
1: it's yes. nice. And <laughs> you get to see it on the shelves. Yeah. And that's actually, funny
0: enough, Errol's Garden is being turned into a children's musical is it yeah (laughs) that's amazing is this an exclusive on the podcast (laughs) well it kind of is I don't I mean that's mainly because I'm terrible at social media (laughs) but um yeah so it's premiering in White Rock Theatre Hastings in May that's and then it's going to be like doing like a mini tour it's going to London it's going to various other places I don't know exactly where it's going yet that's brilliant I didn't write this this is a group called um, Golden Toad Theatre okay so, but condition. they approached you. And... Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. I haven't seen it yet. I'm really excited to yeah. find out, like, the
1: songs and so stuff. So you can go along. Yeah, yeah, I'm the author. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my book. <laughs> Your previous book, Tilly's... Tilly's At Home Holiday. At Home Holiday. And there's, uh, sort of, I feel that there's a real kind of something sort of messages that you're kind of trying to to give throughout the book sort of like it doesn't matter if you you don't have to go to like really expensive holiday yeah yeah, or or what life's like for for different kids in different yeah and people and also people
0: who live in urban areas because i think a lot of the time children's books are like um we live in this beautiful large detached house with some trees and a pond nearby but that's not everyone's like reality and actually there's a lot of books that are already written for kids who, for that, if that is their reality, which mm-hmm. is great, like, cool, They more power to them. But, like, for kids who don't necessarily live in, like, a single occupancy building or don't necessarily have two parents or don't necessarily have a lot of money to mm-hmm. go away places and are seeing other kids who do have these things or reading about kids that do have these things, that's going to be really hard for them to relate. So I would want to be able to... Um, encourage them to be reading and living their best lives
1: can you describe for me um, a moment when you were like i have got the best job in the world um i remember one day like it it wasn't necessarily
0: like a really great day generally but i was um doing some spec work which means speculative work which is basically like someone approaches you and says we think we might want you to do this but we're not entirely sure yet so can you produce a small amount of it and then we'll decide afterwards now it turned out this spec mm-hmm. work didn't go anywhere <laughs> they didn't want to do anything afterwards but what i had to do is basically create some like fingerprint activities for kids okay. and i fingerprinted a really happy
1: caterpillar and i was like as if i'm getting paid for this <laughs> like <laughs> who else Love can it. say that <laughs> Um so if I was to say the same sort of thing but um where you felt that oh, this is actually really tricky and thinking about oh, do you know what I might just jack it all in yeah, like, what, yeah, yeah. any any difficulties
0: Yeah I mean motivation is one that is hard f- for people for creatives in general just because particularly when you're freelance which is what I am which means that you are you're working for yourself so clients will approach you so companies that want something and then they'll say, "We'll pay you this if you do this." But like, you don't have a salary; you don't have a monthly amount of money that's going into your bank account. You are getting money when you do the work. Mm-hmm. At times, yeah. Um, so if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not feeling like you're having a day where you're you can produce good work, then it is the worst feeling. Like right. you end. Up, I think also when you're when you're an artist, you're well probably the same with any job as well but like your work is so tied to your yourself,
1: <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's a really personal okay, thing
0: and like you're constantly judging yourself against others and also yourself <laughs> old work that you produced you're always mm-hmm. like is that the, the best thing, like was that can I ever do this again, can I reproduce something this good again or was that it like has it run out, has the waterfall stopped <laughs> um, okay. and I think that that is something that I struggle with <laughs>
1: So you're freelance. So, I I guess every every day is different. Yeah. So an average day, say yesterday
0: was a Monday. um, Got up, had breakfast, did some exercise. Yeah, iced coffee. Add my iced coffee. Yeah, (laughs) I was. um, I was telling Miss Willis earlier, and yes, we do still call her that. um, (laughs) That I like to make an iced coffee every morning in the least fancy way possible, which is just shoving some ice cubes into an instant coffee. Um, I yeah I like to start off by exercising because it clears your head a bit and then I say that as if I'm like this fitness person I'm really not that doesn't happen every day um, and then I think what is best for me to do is to create a plan of like everything that I have to do so like big projects small projects really quick ones that I can do like reply to this email because otherwise it just builds up and it makes you feel really really stressed and then work out when you're going to do them. I went for a little walk and did some work in a coffee shop yesterday, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Get out of my um, flat and get out of my head a little bit. Um, and also I live by the sea now, so I got to see the sea. Um, okay. Yeah, so kind of quite
1: a, mix, quite a mix. So here's a money question, because money. I guess lots of people are happy. <laughs> yeah, money. fair enough. But um, how do you actually get money from publishing your book? And is it enough to live on? Um, Obviously, some people do that full time, but is it is it difficult, and is that why um, you you do other things as well? In
0: terms of like how you get money from publishing, if you get a deal with a publisher, so a book deal, which is how a
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: which is what you get when you when they say yes, please make me a book, um, you'll get a bit of money before or like during the process of making it. This is called an advance, and it's often like split between when you sign a contract saying yes, I'll do this, when you've like put um when you've sent over particular parts of the process like the artworks or the roughs (laughs) and stuff like that um and then once the book has come out you also get something called royalties now royalties a little bit more confusing Mm. just because to actually (laughs) so for example for my books i think i get about 10 percent or 7 percent of the price, price of the, the book sale. per sale so right. the books are £5.99 each let's say it's 10% so that's 59p per right. book <laughs> question so mark I'm not a teacher <laughs> art art let's go with let's go <laughs> let's with know, that for book. 10% um 5.9p anyway no 59p <laughs> per book um so once you have sold enough books that that 59p Per book has made up the prices that they've already the money that they've already given you for your advance. Okay. So say your advance is a hundred pound, which would be a terrible thing. Do not accept that. That's very low. <laughs> say, oh gosh, I'm gonna have to put it into more simple terms. Say so you get fifty okay. p per book. Okay. And your advance was a hundred pounds.
1: Okay. Ah, oh, still can't you work just, out. You're just creating this big maths problem for us. Basically, you get a percentage of every book that's sold Mm -hmm. and does that percentage change at any point um in terms of if you sell loads and loads and loads do you get more of that percentage or are you stuck at that no you're still at that point but obviously you if you
0: get like um say if they sell something called a co-edition which is where they translate it into another language and it gets sold abroad then you're going to get. firstly a payment for that okay but you're also going to get start getting the royalties from that country too so that's going to give you a, a boost
1: right so okay. tilly's
0: at home holiday has got two co-editions it is in english um because it's yeah obviously but as well as that is in um traditional chinese and wow. korean i think wow so yeah so that's in like a few languages and obviously that's given my royalty money a bit of a boost as well
1: Got
0: it. um and then okay. obviously if you then sell like rights to a tv show or a musical right then you're going to get
1: like a percentage of their ticket sales as well okay. so i'm now going to get a percentage of the ticket sales I of see. the errol's garden show so once you've written a book and, and it gets published it, it can lead to other things which is the... great because your work is done you literally don't have to do anything right. else at this and point. it comes in, and yeah. it just happens
0: mm. which is cool what advice would you
1: give your 14 year old self?
0: Okay, uh, first I would say don't panic because you don't need to decide this right now. Like there's plenty of time. (laughs) And also like, you're gonna change a lot in the next few years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean that as in like, in a discouraging way, as in like, the things that you're into might change and that could really enhance what you're doing. And then like, keep making things as much as you can And if you feel like you get stuck at some point, try a different form of making. If you're drawing a bit and they're like, I can't draw anymore. Hum a tune. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Bake a cake. I don't know. Like, go for a a walk. Do a dance. Yeah. And then maybe it will help you in a different aspect. And then in the future, like, do an art foundation. They're great. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. You can be a children's book illustrator with no qualifications whatsoever. Have a good
1: idea and stick with it. So it's it's really about the, the imagination and the ideas. Ah, and yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And like just... you just want to do something that someone else hasn't done. And if you feel mm. like your mind is too big for your head, then that's good stuff. So
1: quick fire round. Uh, what app couldn't you be without? Oh, uh WhatsApp. <laughs> boring of all the clock app the clock app so i know what time it is at all times um, if you weren't a children's book illustrator and also what would you be um a musical theater actor if only <laughs> what is your
0: favorite shape oh a uh, circle triangle <laughs> rhombus <laughs>
1: all, of them. all of them all of them stacked on top Star. words or pictures uh yes yes <laughs> yes thank you good answer um Baked beans or marmite? Um, I can't eat baked beans because
0: they um, I'm like am like intolerant. No, they're intolerant to me. They're intolerant to you. But like okay, I guess marmite then. But I don't really like it. Twiglips. Quick fire. <laughs>
1: okay so that's the end of our interviews thank you so much you're welcome Thanks on for the having me. so if people want to see more of your work where, where do they go um so i have a web address on the world wide web um and the web. address for this
0: is www full stop, <laughs>
1: Well, that was fun. Thank you so much, Gillian, for joining me on the podcast and for telling us what life is like as a children's book author and illustrator. Do go and check her website out. There's amazing work on there. And whilst you're on the internet, do go and follow us on Instagram, We are at Astro Zookeeper and if you head on over there, you will find that Gillian has left her follow-up three and these are three pieces of advice for anybody interested in pursuing this career. And of course, thank you to you for listening.